Today is Friday, January the 8th, and this is episode number 21 of the Khan Wealth Advisory Podcast Series. I'm Asif Khan, Wealth Advisor with BMO Private Wealth. Happy New Year to everyone. Today I thought we'd do something a bit different. No market commentary today, but a Q&A about COVID and the vaccine. The following is a Q&A held with a good friend of mine, Dr. Fahim Yunus. It is from a lecture he delivered to thousands of employees of the University of Maryland Hospitals. The Q&A was transcribed by the Ahmadiyya Muslim Youth Association in the U.S. So here we go. First question. What have vaccines done for human beings? Well, the answer, vaccines have eradicated or nearly eradicated the following common diseases. Measles, pertussis, mumps, rubella, smallpox, diphtheria, polio. So, for example, in America, polio used to affect more than 45,000 children annually in the 50s, but it dropped to 900 cases annually after the vaccine was introduced. Now polio has been basically eradicated from much of the world. There's been an increase in vaccine usage, which has also correlated with increases in global human life expectancy. Dr. Fahim went on to to explain that for much of the history of the world, the average life expectancy was about 25 years old. Around the turn of the century, life expectancy was around 40 years old. And over the last century, while vaccines have been introduced, the average life expectancy has gone from 40 years to now over 82 years old for most human beings around the world. Next question, what are the current COVID-19 vaccines? Answer, of course, and I believe we all are aware of this, the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine, and apparently AstraZeneca is just around the corner. And and there are many more in, in the pipelines. Next question, how do these vaccines work? And what is an mRNA vaccine? Both Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA vaccines. These vaccines contain a message to make one out of 29 coronavirus proteins in the body. Our body then generates an immune response against the virus. It is important to note that there is no live virus in these vaccines. And a mRNA vaccine analogy, because this is a new bit of um, you know, terminology for all of us, he goes on to say that if I want to send a 10, if I want to send 10,000 documents to someone, I can either one, print 10,000 copies of the document and deliver it to that person. Or two, I could email the person a Microsoft Word document and have them print that copy 10,000 times. So the vaccine acts like the second part of the analogy in that it provides the body with mRNA or Microsoft Word document, and the body then produces the virus spike protein, which is the print documents, and then the body will then provide an immune response to. Next, how are these vaccines administered? So the Pfizer vaccine is two doses, as is Moderna, but the Pfizer vaccine is three weeks apart and the Moderna vaccine is four weeks apart. And currently the Pfizer vaccine requires a uh, temperature of negative 70 degrees to store it and Moderna's is negative 20. So it makes it slightly easier uh, to administer the Moderna one or to store it. Will the mRNA alter my DNA? Answer, no, it does not alter DNA. mRNA never enters the nucleus of the cell where the DNA is located. mRNA enters the cell membrane and then the proteins are produced. Like a landscaper who mows the lawn, he never enters the house and then he just leaves. Will the vaccine give me COVID? Answer, no. That's a scientific impossibility. There is no live or dead virus in the vaccine. 
the vaccine has a message to produce only the virus's spike protein. Research has shown that if you have immunity against the spike protein, the virus cannot survive. The message only creates the spike protein so that the body can make antibodies against it. Is the vaccine made in eggs or in human fetal cells? Answer, it's not made in eggs. If you are allergic to eggs, you can take it. And there is no cross-reactivity. This vaccine also does not use human fetal cells. Will my COVID PCR test be positive after I take the vaccine? No. The The goal of the vaccine is to create antibodies to the virus and it will not produce a positive COVID PCR test. However, you may test positive for the COVID-19 antibodies. Next question, will the efficacy be lower than projected, the approximate 95% in real life? And the answer is, it is possible that the efficacy may be lower than projected due because real life is not as scripted as clinical trial. For example, people may skip the second dose or social distancing decreases, however, Even if the efficacy was to be approximately 70%, the vaccine would still be good enough to stop the pandemic. Was the vaccine rushed? The answer, no, because the process and timeline of producing a vaccine for COVID-19 was unique. The typical timeline is 10 to 15 year process, which is broken down as such. Years 1 to 2, preclinical stage. Years 2 to 4, manufacturing. Years 5 to 13, enrolling patients in multiple phases of clinical of clinical trials phases 1 are usually 10 plus patients phases 2 are usually 100 plus patients and phase 3 is thousands of patients years 14 and 15 are usually regulatory review and approval however the preclinical stage for the covid-19 vaccine took only 5 days this is not because the vaccine was rushed There has been a lot of experience with SARS and MERS over the past 10 years, which allowed for the COVID vaccine targets to be quickly identified. Analogy to help clarify what this means is if you typed a full page document and you simply cut and paste the same text, did you rush? If every time you go through the tedious typing of every word and just cut and paste and text the next time, are you rushing? The answer is no. I'm using technology to achieve the same goal, just faster. In the case of the COVID-19 vaccine, researchers didn't grow cells in cell lines. They utilized mRNA and within five days knew how to position the mRNA in order for it to be most immunogenic, i.e. able to fight the virus. Manufacturers received guarantees and grants from the government, various governments, and were simultaneously able to factory build and capacity build. Otherwise, typically you would wait for a vaccine, then think about building capacity for the vaccine three years later. Therefore, the timeline was sped up from this standpoint as well. Enrolling patients in vaccine trials can take years if there aren't many cases of the disease that you're trying to cure. For example, salmonella or Lyme disease. The pandemic gave vaccine companies millions of patients and allowed them to go global and enroll patients in vaccine trials, phase one, phase two, phase three, at an unprecedented rate. Therefore, the process that typically took 10 to 15 years was shortened to a few months. Next question then is, I am immunocompromised. Should I get the vaccine? Answer, yes, absolutely. The vaccine does not give you the live virus. It helps you build antibodies. 
Can I choose between Pfizer and Moderna or AstraZeneca or other vaccines? The answer, not likely. The vaccines will be allocated across the country and you will most likely have to receive whatever vaccine your healthcare provider gets. Can you mix and match various vaccines for the first and second dose? Answer, no, they may, they may both be mRNA vaccines, but their storage is different, their ideal temperature is different, and they are different products. Mixing the vaccines has not been tested and is not recommended. What should I expect as far as side effects are concerned? Reactogenicity, new word for me, of the COVID-19 vaccine might be higher than that of the flu shot. When you get a flu shot, you may have the following side effects. An arm pain from where the flu vaccine was administered, you may develop a fever or you get a headache. COVID-19 vaccine may have more acute side effects. In the Pfizer um, vaccine, fatigue is about 3.8% and headaches are roughly around 2%. Moderna fatigue is about 9.7%, muscle pain around 8.9%, joint pain 5.2% and headaches at 4.5%. So compared to normal vaccines, these are higher numbers and you should expect to feel a little sick the day after receiving the vaccine. However, these side effects do not represent any long-term damage to your body. Question, are there any long-term side effects? Answer, most side effects manifest themselves in the first month only. Extremely rare for vaccines to cause serious side effects after one month. Over 35,000 people spanning multiple countries, many of which are in the U.S., have received the vaccine and are doing well after two plus months. Another several million people have received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines uh, in the last month or two months. There is always a chance of a rare side effect. However, the chance of this happening is one in a million. Next, aren't we getting enough natural immunity, herd immunity, or, and do we need a vaccine? The answer, according to CDC data, as of September 2020, 10% of the U.S. population was exposed to the COVID-19 virus. The World Health Organization projected similar numbers globally. Even if you make the argument that the actual number is 20%, the lowest threshold for herd immunity is 50%. Waiting for herd immunity will mean living three to four more years with the same amount of infection and death that we've experienced during 2020. Countries that are able to vaccinate, say, 60% or more of their population during 2021 may get back to normal by mid or end of the year. The unknowns. So the question, can a pregnant woman and children take it? As of now, the risks are unknown and both groups were not studied in the vaccine trial. The recommendation would be no at this point. However, Pfizer has begun to include children as young as 12 and will go gradually enroll children of younger ages. Antibody-dependent enhancement, yes or no, i.e. if you already have antibodies in your system generated by a vaccine and then you get the infection, will you get a more severe version of the disease? The answer, experts are still unclear. However, in the scientific journal Nature Microbiology, an article entitled Antibody-Dependent Enhancement and SARS-CoV-2 Vaccines and Therapies, it states that antibody-dependent enhancement is, an extremely unlikely, is extremely unlikely for the COVID-19 vaccine. Will a vaccinated person need to wear a mask? The answer, yes, they should. But you should not think about this from an individual risk standpoint, but a public health standpoint. Moreover, vaccines are 95% effective, which means that even in the best case scenario, one in 20 vaccinated people can still get the infection. 
Will one of the future vaccines be better than this current vaccine? Of course, the answer is possible. Question, which immunity lasts longer, natural infection or vaccine? Experts are not sure. There is no conclusive evidence at this time, but we believe vaccine may provide a more robust and durable immune response. Will there be an annual booster like a flu shot? The answer is, it is unsure at this time. Hopefully the vaccine will crush the pandemic and we won't have to keep getting the booster shots forever. Can I take this vaccine with a flu shot or a pneumonia vaccine? The answer is they would not recommend it because of overlapping side effects and acute side effects. However, there is no definitive answer at this time. It's probably best to space out other vaccines by at least two weeks. What's the comparison between antiviral medications and vaccines? The strongest medications against COVID are weaker than the weakest vaccines. Treatments are still being evaluated and are not nearly as effective as physicians would like. What are the risks if the desired temperature cannot be maintained? Answer, the vaccine will not become dangerous, but will likely become ineffective as the mRNA may disintegrate. But remember that these vaccines are shipped with dry ice, GPS trackers, and a temperature probe in every box. Hospitals are equipped with special freezers to maintain the temperature, and it's extremely unlikely with the number of redundancies in the systems that such temperature failures will take place. There have been some other hesitations and expressions that have been made, and Dr. Fahim Yunus uh, answered them as, as follows. One is, if I skip the vaccine, am I not just exchanging a smaller risk with a greater risk? This comment is based on the following hypothetical. The vaccine may trigger longer-term autoimmune disease and possibility of a one-in-a-million severe side effect. So the COVID-19 realities are most viral infections can't or sorry, most viral infections can trigger autoimmune diseases. And in the U.S., there's been 10,000 hospitalizations daily as of recent and hundreds of hospitalizations daily in Canada. Up to 20% of COVID patients were not back to baseline, feeling normal, that is, three months post-infection. Another common remark, let me wait it out a few months and by waiting, I'm exchanging one risk with another. Well, what's available now? There's two highly effective vaccines that have been tested in over 35,000 volunteers who are doing well after two plus months and have now been administered to several million people globally. So what's my daily risk? Well, in the U.S., there's more than about 250,000 cases daily and roughly over 7,000 cases here in Canada. There is approximately over 10,000 hospitalizations daily in the U.S., and several hundred here in Canada. And about 3,000 Americans are dying every single day, and there's well over 100 deaths here in Canada. Another comment has been, I'm young, I'm healthy, and my risk of dying from COVID-19 is probably pretty low. Well, it's not just about you. Let's talk about a story that happened in Maine, USA. In August, 55 people attended a wedding. Only one guest had COVID-19. The virus spread to 176 other people, and seven people eventually died. None of the individuals who passed away had actually attended the wedding, but all had been infected by one of the attendees of the wedding. If you're not living in a bubble, the people around you, co-workers, uncles, grandparents, parents, are counting on your responsible behavior. 
Well, that's it for the Q&A. Uh, again, this was from a lecture from Dr. Fahim Yunus to uh, frontline team members at the University of Maryland hospitals. To close out, my quotes for today are, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but never gets you anywhere. And as the physicist M- Marie Curie said, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. Here's our corny dad joke of the week. Ran out of toilet paper and started using lettuce leaves. Today was just the tip of the iceberg. Tomorrow remains to be seen. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you soon. Call us anytime with your questions or comments. My number is 416-725-9133. And Austin's is 416-709-7879. This is Asif Khan signing off. Be well and have a wonderful week. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. This week, there'll be no extra ending. I thought it got a little long today, but hopefully we'll talk to you in a week or two. All the best.